0: You. Yeah. Yeah. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains the hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born, boy, The Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend Paths of Grand Wizardry Written, produced, arranged
1: and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records UK Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing Kyle Owens for Impact Records Fresh Air Management I now give you The Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 9 The concrete lands of the neighborhood were covered in morning shadows, complements of the rising sun. Chris found himself occupied by the surreal episode of events while running with Rashawn's basement as an end destination. With each bouncing, rapidly paced stride, Chris felt the medallion bang against his chest. He would occasionally take his open palm and attempt to hold the medallion in place, which was no longer solely concealed by a T-shirt, but also by a black, oversized hooded champion sweatshirt. The sight of the faces causing his sweatshirt to exhibit random bulges annoyed him and just reinforced the fact that the presented set of circumstances was never a fluke. As he arrived on Rashawn's block, he devoted several seconds to fix the stiff, almost twine-like laces on his natural colored Timbaland construction boots, which had come untied as a result of his vigorous run. Hey, Chris. An older man's voice called from across the street. Hey, Grandpa, James. Chris returned, while pausing between words in an attempt to regain his lost breath. You all right, son? Grandpa James genuinely inquired. James Abner, grandfather to Rashawn, was a no-nonsense, retired railroad laborer that received a huge level of respect from everyone in the neighborhood, young and old. He was aged 70-plus years, and his smooth-shaven copper-tone complexion and vibrant brown eyes exhibited signs of sure knowledge. Since retiring, he could typically be found perusing the neighborhood and indulging everyone in conversation. The opportunity to speak with Mr. Abner, or Mr. Jim for everyone that had the opportunity to be touched by his presence, always proved to be a worthwhile experience. His knowledge and views were so abundant that they couldn't be contained by even the largest well. Despite his age, he even has strong yet complimentary perspectives about the cultural significance of hip hop, often reasoning that the culture is a true reflection of the young people and their problems. You're looking a bit winded. Is everything okay? I'm okay, sir. I just, I just wanted to surprise Rashawn this morning. I figured that I would come and, come and get him for a change. Did he leave yet? Chris responded, It's only 7.37. He doesn't leave the house until 8 to come and get you. The older man plainly but suspiciously inquired as he confirmed the time on his wristwatch. I felt my house shaking this morning from the heavy bass, so I'm assuming he's in his studio. Just ring the basement buzzer, he continued. Yes, sir, I will. Chris responded while continuing to pant as a result of oxygen depletion. He also kept his right hand placed in the center of his chest to keep the random movement of the faces concealed. Chris, Grandpa Jim beckoned to the teenager, just as he was getting ready to start his rapid stride toward Rashawn's basement. Chris turned back around, wondering if Rashawn's grandfather had an intuitive ability to go along with his large knowledge cachet. Am I not hiding this dumb chain well enough? Chris thought to himself as he turned to face Grandpa Jim. Yes, Grandpa Jim? Chris reluctantly returned. Sometimes, discovering the source of the problem and meeting it head on provides the ultimate solution. And sometimes, the problem is really the solution. Do you understand? The aged gentleman communicated. Yes, sir. I think, Chris responded with a perplexed undertone as he turned around and bounced back into his stride toward Rashawn's basement. The sounds of several popular rap songs, now remixed to encompass the chopped and screwed draw, bled from the subrealm of Rashawn's studio. Temporarily deaf to his surroundings because of the noise-canceling studio headphones, Rashawn worked diligently between the level indicators on his Tascam 24-track mixing board and the soft buttons on an MPC-2500 production console. Come on, Ra! Chris anxiously expressed after ringing the basement's bell several times and not receiving an answer. Chris, is that you? Rashawn surprisingly stated after catching a glimpse of his friend standing outside and staring in the studio's security monitor. With the press of a button hidden on the underside of the table that Rashawn sat before, Chris was granted entrance into a small-scale yet well-equipped in-house basement recording setup. What up, Black? What are you doing here so early? Rashawn inquired pleasantly, surprised to see his best friend. In a worrisome manner, Chris moved his backpack from his back and tossed it aside. He paced back and forth all the while keeping his hand pressed against the center of his chest. He covered the full length of the basement's floor plan several times before Rashawn came to realize that something rather heavy was pressing on the mind of his friend. I'm saying, you straight? Is something wrong? He carefully inquired. Yo son, I'm bugging. I've been having these dreams at night. The joints don't even make sense. I'm seeing things. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown, Chris confided. You've been studying like crazy over the past couple of weeks for the chemistry test. Maybe you just got a little burnt out. As a matter of fact, you got that test today, right? Just take the joint and bust it out. I'm sure everything will be straight after that," Rashawn reasoned while tending to some last-minute production task before school. I thought that was it too, until… Chris reluctantly replied, Until what? Rashawn inquisitively returned. stood for several seconds wondering if it would be a good idea to bring forth the concealed medallion. He didn't know what Rashawn's response would be to the high-profile yet awkward-looking relic. The other concern was the possibility of Rashawn being exposed to everything that Chris had come to experience over the past several days. The experience was horrid and mentally draining, and to knowingly pass this on to a friend was just as bad as being a backstabber. Chris reasoned unto himself. Until what, see? Rashawn remarked in a concerned manner while powering down his equipment. Come on, man, spit it out! Rashawn frantically remarked as he moved closer to the position of Chris. Chris slowly peeled his hand away from the center of his chest. The previously localized movement of the medallion face had come to be non-existent. Chris stood toggling his eyes between the uncovered area of his sweatshirt and Rashawn. Yo, son, on the real, on my way over here, this part of my hoodie was bugging. Chris remarked, what do you mean bugging? You know, the joint was bugging. My joint was moving around by itself. But now it stopped. Chris remarked in utter disbelief. (laughs) You are bugging. (laughs) You definitely need to hurry up and take that chemistry test. Your mind is playing tricks on you. Rashawn remarked and immediately followed it with a whistled melody rendition of the famous rap song offered by a famous southern rap trio. You call this buggin'? Chris remarked as he reached into his sweatshirt by way of its oversized drooping neck to reveal the golden BBF relic that had been the source of his current mental plague. Dang, yo! Rashawn excitedly remarked. That joint is crazy! When'd you cop that? Um... Chris hesitated. Wait, don't tell me. I know you ain't out there hustling. You serving those fiends or something? Yo, see, I thought we always said that we would stay away from that stuff. We got way too much going for us. We're borderline geniuses with our grades. Not a single college is off limits. Yo, son, Rashawn continued, expressing his disappointment for what he assumed Chris may have entertained to get the chain. Rashawn, come on, man. You know I don't rock like that, Chris expressed as he made his way over to the studio's communal couch to take a seat. So where'd you get it? Mom's hit the number? I guess playing those numbers every day finally paid off, huh? Rashawn remarked jokingly. Yo, son, my situation is serious. Chris returned seriously. My bad. I- I'm just surprised. That's not exactly a chain that you went at a street fair. Man. That's not even a joint that you can get downtown at one of those jewelry stores. I mean, just look at it. The medallion is about as big as my hand. And it looks solid. Rashawn continued as he reached out to place a firm grasp upon the medallion. Uh, To their surprise, while in the midst of Rashawn's clutch, the chain and medallion burst into a bright orange-red hue that resembled fire flames. Suddenly, The medallion emitted several flashes that traveled the full length of Rashawn's young body. The soles of his retro Air Jordan 4 sneakers began to sizzle as if he stood upon a hot plate. Chris was left stunned for several seconds, but quickly burst into panic mode as he tried to pry his friend's hand from what was shaping up to be a tragic clutch. Uh, let him go! He didn't do anything! Chris expressed violently as he attempted to split the connection between his best friend's hand and a live medallion. Several seconds elapsed before the chain returned to its golden hue and its cessation of sparked bursts came to a conclusion. The limp body of Rashawn toppled to the pile-carpeted basement floor. Chris immediately lifted his chain and returned it to a state of darkness under his sweatshirt. Yo, Ra! Are you alright? Get up! Chris loudly expressed, while checking Rashawn's hands, arms, and face for signs of trauma. He silently prayed that his friend's stupor was nothing more than a deep sleep. What what happened? Rashawn inquired shortly after regaining consciousness. Man, I was worried for a second. You alright? A relieved Chris returned. I'm fine. Man, I need to lay off those boards for a bit. I guess trying to be a super producer can take its toll on the body. Rashawn reasoned, attempting to make sense of the incident. When'd you get here? Did Pop-Pop let you in? He inquired, unable to recall the arrival of Chris. What? You mean you don't? What's the last thing that you remember? A shock, Chris asked. I remember sitting out my board, mixing down this track. I had my chopped and screwed mixtape on knock. After that." Everything is a blur, Rashawn suspiciously remarked before being given assistance by Chris to stand up. Your grandfather opened the door for me, and when I came in the studio, I found you stretched out, Chris plainly replied. He felt bad lying to his friend, but he knew that if he shared the story about the magical team, the outcome could potentially be far worse than what they just experienced. All right then, look at the time, we need to bounce. I got to stop at the corner store before school to buy a blank CD for my music composition class. Rashawn simply remarked, showing that he was content with Chris's explanation of the transpired events. "You'll see, I said I'm fine." Rashawn excitedly remarked in response to Chris's continued efforts in checking the physical state of his friend. "I'm just saying, you were laid out. Just making sure that everything is all good with you." Chris responded, aware that this instance was a result of something that had proven to be far more powerful than the human body merely demanding a period of rest. This is D.D. Turner coming to you live from the BBF Complex. My viewertron Signal is having problems, so I'll make this quick. I wanted to personally thank you for listening, and also wanted to take this opportunity to inform you of some upcoming items. For starters, there is a second book in the series, as well as subsequent installments. You didn't think that I would bring you to the cliff's edge and not provide you with a parachute or gliding device. Check out for the second book in the series entitled Cipher and the Lost Relic of Pangaea's Core. Set for release late 2014 or early 2015. Visit Chronicles of a Hip to see information on Book 2. Visit the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook and Hip Hops Underscore Wizard on Twitter or Instagram to receive new developments and information on the series. Also, keep an eye out for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend merchandise. From stickers to t shirts, we'll have an array of items for you to represent the series and the cause of Chris Cypher Ellison. Uh oh, seems like the signal is compromised. Can you hear me? Hello? Hey yo, can you hear me? Man, sounds like feedback may be close. I gotta bounce. Until next time, fam. This is DD Turner. Out, 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 out.
0: So for you. Yeah, yeah.